Welcome back to the podcast, guys, with your host, Zahar and Lucas. Um, we have lots of stuff to talk about. Um, and, okay, so first of all, yesterday, the Lightning could have finished the series and we would have had the Stanley Cup Finals today. But uh, that didn't happen. So it's Dallas versus whoever wins versus, uh, it, between the Islanders and uh, Tampa. So, what? Lucas is pointing his finger at me for those listening. I just say... Fuck the New York Islanders. Yeah, I was not because I don't like their team, but because they screwed up our Stanley Cup. Because yeah. and the reason why they screwed it up is because it would have been perfect. Islanders get knocked out. We do a whole Stanley Cup preview video. Who do you think? Who do you think is going to win? I, yeah. um, uh, Lightning versus Stars. No, we all know that the Islanders are going to get shit kicked tomorrow because that's just what happens. Because it's just our luck. Yeah. And by our next episode, we're going to be like three games into the Stanley Cup final, and our predictions aren't going to mean anything. Which, or actually, if it goes to Game Seven with the Islanders in Tampa, oh my then, god, I swear! Then god. we're gonna do another episode before the Stanley Cup. It's gonna be like a half an hour episode, just quickly talking about who we think's gonna win. I, that that that's probably the best, the best, the best option. Um, now, but I was watching that overtime. Did you did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched the overtime. Okay, I watched that overtime the whole time. I'm thinking, God, we're just delaying the inevitable. Just 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 score all already, Tampa. Yeah, because so, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was. The Islanders were holding on for dear life through a lot yeah. of that overtime. Yeah. Through a lot of that overtime. And of course, you know, you know, Shattenkirk, he whiffs, he whiffs on a pass or whiffs on a shot. And then it's just a two on one and it's over. And just the entire time, I know they didn't have Braden point, but they outplayed them. Yeah. They definitely out, outplayed them. This, the shots on goal alone show you that they got outplayed. It was like 40 to 23 or something like that. Like I don't think it was that outplayed. bad. I, I think it was bad. I don't think it was that bad. It was but something it was like, like it was something like something. 30, yeah, to it was twenty like, something to twenty three hmm. or whatever. But it's that's still like fifteen, like fifteen shots on goal. Like it's that's quite a bit of a difference. Um, but yeah, and and the both of the team, like it looked like the way they were playing the last thing. It was like Islanders were just trying not to let the puck to the net, and the Tampa was like they were just getting tired of the whole. Uh, dealing with the Islanders, and I think like they played well until that breakaway. And like, what are you going to do? It's a two-on-one. Like, exactly. you can't really do anything. And um, and yeah. I heard I saw the funniest thing. Um, I think it was Gordon Miller. Gor- Gordon Miller, who's a broadcast for TSN. So once Eberly scored, I think he tweeted out like, you know, Jordan Eberly, can you believe it? From because that's his call in two thousand nine yeah, yeah. when Eberly scores. Yeah. Every single comment, I can, I can, I can, I can. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It was interesting to watch that game. Um, it was a great series, play. It was a great yeah, play. It was a great play. Um, yeah, um, that series isn't done yet, so we'll it's look not forward to that thing. It's but it's, it's not done. However, like Tampa played that well, probably should have won without Braden Point as well. Yeah, they played really well, and without Steven Samkos too, this entire series. So they're. they're I don't, I don't even amazing. think he's going to play in the Cup final, which is crazy. Yeah. It's going to suck, but. What are you gonna do? And um, like Kucherov almost scored at the end. Kucherov almost scored at the end, uh, at the end of re- regulation. It was either at the end of regulation or the end of the first overtime. No, I think it was the end of the first overtime, and like he just missed the net, and I was like, "Son yeah. of a bitch!" Um, yeah. No, but I was I was flipping between that and watching the Clippers get utterly shit kicked, which made me smile. Okay, so because we're Toronto fans, we have to just acknowledge this, and because I watched Clippers in a Nuggets game. Jamal Murray from your uh, was it Kitchener. Kitchener? 
Kitchener, yeah. yeah. From your Kitchener, Ontario, stopped Kawhi Leonard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kawhi um, Leonard and Paul George combined for 24 points. Yes. And Paul George. How much money does those never, two make? Paul George can never step up in the big moments. He's, this is like his third or fourth, fourth, four, uh, seventh, seven games, like, um, series. S- series. And he cannot step up in the big moments. And Kawhi has, like, he was last year uh, in Toronto, like, he, he was the number one star. But then again, we had a lot of other stars that just demolished the opponent of uh, the Golden State and, like, all the series we were in previously. Like, we had Fred Van Vliet, we had uh, Kyle Lowry, we had Siakam, we had Norman Powell, we had uh, Gasol, we had all these other players that, like, put up a lot of points and they were well, good and they stepped up. Fred Van Vliet, after his kid was born, just on fire the entire miss. thing. That kid yeah. couldn't miss. He and also in like the, the last series that versus the Celtics, he was really good too. And like, but Siakam, like Siakam, Siakam was not able to step up. He is twenty six, and he he's only been in the league like four or five years, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. like, I understand that. But my best my best friend knows nothing about like when it comes to like salary caps or anything. He's like, yeah, you gave twenty nine million dollars to this. B- that kind of stuff yeah and i'm just like okay you make an investment in a player that's not yeah. like yeah yeah that's not like, and you he, don't deserved expect, yeah, he deserved but it he deserved i think it was like he shot like like the lowest three-point percentage of anyone in, in the in in the playoffs you don't expect that to happen all the time yeah and this was his first year where he had to become a star uh, he was the main star so talking about basketball for just a little bit um, thank God Kawhi Leonard doesn't go past the Raptors in the thing. So in, in he does playoffs, not go yeah. for a repeat with, yeah, in the playoffs. He does not go for a back to back championship with a different team. Thank God. So hopefully, so I guess it's, Giannis, it's, it's really Giannis, LeBron's for the taking, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, it's, I want it to be the Nuggets and Heat. I think and the I Heat want, are going to make it. The Heat, yeah, I think Heat are going to beat Boston, uh, Boston just because of uh, Butler. But it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I want Miami to come out of the East because they're just a fun team. And just I don't want Boston to win because we lost to Boston. So I don't want them to win. Um, and if the Nuggets play like they, they've been playing, I think they have a good chance against the Lakers. Jamal, Jamal Murray was unstoppable. Yes. And all, all of their shooting, all their passing was just on point and just destroyed they toyed with the clippers and i can't wait to see how this goes i'm cheering for the nuggets they're they're a very interesting team because i really i really like Jokic as well yeah Jokic. did you see that like behind the head pass that was was the final play that was so he was just toying around and for some reason and somehow jamal murray's like right there and i'm like how the the fuck do you do that yeah it's gonna be interesting how alex goes um the nba playoffs i think are gonna be a bit more exciting than actually no, they the won't NHL be. playoffs. No, they Actually, won't be. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be the NBA playoffs are gonna be more exciting. So, um, if okay, if the if the if the Stanley Cup final is the Islanders versus Stars, there's no way that that's gonna be entertaining. If we have if, but if we have Stars Stars Lightning, it'll be it'll be a good series. Yeah, I, I I I expect that to be the series because I don't expect the Islanders to come back. But who knows how the hell this is gonna go down? So yeah, um. Yeah, okay, so moving on from basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, Jamal Murray, thank you. If you saw, saw my post on Instagram at no Joke Zahar, 
you saw me just ripping into Kawhi and the Clippers and thanking Jamal Worm because he is a god right now and he is playing amazing basketball. So, um, it's so cool. It's cool. It's it's just cool to see like the whole Canadian Canadian kid do it. Yeah. Now, if we're gonna go to the West, I was so surprised. Did did you did you think that the stars would even get here? Um I thought they were good. So I didn't know the that they were. I didn't know that they were beating Vegas in five games. Good. So from the beginning of the year, I always like Dallas was always like a good team. Like they were never a bad team, but they were always like a not contender, but like in the playoffs and a good team. And I think after like I I didn't I don't think anybody really noticed, but like after signing Pavelski, Perry, and like all of these older veteran guys that they put themselves in, into cup contention. And I, th- I don't think anybody like really I, consider them because they have so much o- older players, but they're all good players and they're putting up points and like being part of the team. And I think they all realize that this is their last shot at a cup realistically. And with, with the, scenario, the scenario that they're in, that this is their last chance for a cup and they're going to battle until the last moment. And I think Vegas, um, their head coach, Peter DeBoer? Is it Peter DeBoer? Um, is it Peter DeBoer? Yeah, okay, so it is Peter DeBoer. Um, Peter DeBoer said that apparently they got, like, um, they they lost their confidence um, after the two Demko games. And that wobbled their conf- confidence, which I don't understand how that does. I don't believe and that for a second. Yeah, they won the series. I don't understand how you that... You won the series. Yeah, you won the series and you're moving on. Like, I don't understand how that and and Demko, he had an amazing game. I, I, we have to acknowledge that. But you guys still beat him and beat him fair. He had an amazing three games. games. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, I was talking about the two games they won. But yeah, the three games that he had all amazing games. But um, it's I I don't understand how that can be an excuse for you losing in five games. Like I expected this series to go at least six to seven games, but you got like done in seven, like in five. My bad. Um, if we yeah. would have thought if this game if this series would have won five games, I would expect Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if someone told me that this series goes five games, I'm saying it's Vegas because of Vegas is just shooting and goaltending and all this other stuff. Uh just the team in general, I expected mm-hmm. to like I expected the Vegas to be better. So see the signings that they made that they made. And you, you said you said Pavelski and Perry. I remember I remember seeing the Pavelski signing and, and just I I wasn't opposed to the Pavelski signing because I didn't I didn't really see it I didn't see it as a bad signing because I was more I was more shocked that the Sharks let their captain go than I was that he just went to that he went to, to Dallas. I thought that because I still think that Joe Pavelski has still like some something left. Perry signing was was weird for me because I didn't I don't know. I don't even know if he could still play. I didn't even know if he was still like an adequate NHL player still, but he's not racking up a lot of points, but you see that he is a big part of that team. Yeah. He brings that veteran presence to the team. Mm -hmm. And Anton Hoobie Doobie Dobin, like Jesus Christ, this guy, this guy is a monster. Yeah. (laughs) He is dragging this team. Not we're not going team, home. Yeah, we're not going home. That was yeah, yeah, that was a great clip. Um, 
but even guys like Jamie Benzler, Jamie Benzler, captain, he's playing fantastic as well. Yeah, everyone is just putting, uh, everyone's like doing their part, and that's how this team is winning as a team, and that's what you need in like when you're this far in the playoffs. You can't have three line, you only, you can't have one line playing the uh, uh, playing to win. So they're playing as a team, and it's fun to see. And congratulations to them, because. I actually like for the players that are there. I wouldn't mind them winning a cup because they're they get their rings. Like I don't think does Perry. Oh, does Perry have not. Does Perry have a ring? I don't think so. But, yeah, he does. He um, does. No, he does. With who? Yeah, the the Ducks won in two thousand seven. Oh, he was yeah, still yeah. on that. Okay, he was on, yeah, okay, on that okay. team. He was like Holy a rookie or something when he, when he won in like the late two thousands. True. It was like him and Getzlav. Him and Getzlav. Like very very young players. True. So it'd be nice to see Pavelski uh, get a thing, and then Jamie Ben and like all those play- players oh, that don't R- have rings. Pavelski, Pavelski really deserves one yeah. after 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 years of the, the Sharks, Sharks. Yeah, Pavelski yeah. would really be nice to see to see him. Um. Oh, and Bishop Ben now, Bishop. It'd you... be nice to see him with a cup. Because he didn't win one. I mean, like, yeah, I guess, but. Yeah, he never won one, but it's like he also hasn't. Really, he has also played like three games and been terrible. Yeah, but he still he still gets a ring. So, yeah, he's still part of the team. So yeah, my a lot of people are saying that they find. So I remember even Steve was saying this on SDP. He was like, you know, no, what what do you how do you feel about the the Dallas Stars? And he just goes, ugh. I don't find them like that. I don't find them as a boring, you know like shut down shut down team i don't find them boring as i find the islanders boring yeah the islanders when the islanders are winning i know that i don't have to watch them like i don't find the stars as a team that that's unwatchable when they're winning yeah and i watched like i watched the last like uh, the last game of the series and they play fun like it's not terrible hockey and it's like it's quite entertaining hockey too. Like they can play both types. They, they can play. They can try to out outscore you, or they'll just shut you down and play like the Islanders. So they they can go both ways, which is interesting to see. And you need that kind of team in the playoffs because it can go both ways in the playoffs. You cut out. You cut out for a second, but I. Oh, but sorry. I think. I think we get. I think we kind of understand like what, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. You're kind of like. You're kind of like you know they go both ways. They're a fun team, sort of thing. Yeah. So that's like, like you have Jamie Ben. You have Tyler Sagan. Like, like, you are. You should be scoring goals. You should be scoring yeah. goals. And that was the that was the frustrating part, I guess, for their fans was like at the beginning of the playoffs and really throughout the year they just weren't able to score score goals. But they were they're a great defensive team. Now I thought, but I was. So what I was so shocked about is in game five, I was surprised they were able to come back from two nothing. Cause I know that Vegas isn't seen as defensive as a defensive team. They're, they're a great offensive team and they have a great, a great, you know, forward group, but they're not defensive liabilities. They're not the team we cheer for. Like, yeah, they're not a defensive liability. And I was just really, I was really surprised to see um, that they were, that they were able to force it overtime. Um, so what's everyone complaining about for the puck over the glass that led to the penalty in overtime? Versus, was this Tampa or what uh, game is this? It, 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 like when Dallas won and when Dallas won oh. the most recent game in overtime, apparently uh, like I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, like people are complaining about like like oh uh, people are complaining that like 
I don't know, like he he like I think it was White Cloud like got hit while he was shooting the puck and it went it went over the glass and then everyone's like how like, it was deflected. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I didn't see that on Twitter or anything. So. Uh, yeah, I can't really comment on it. Um, so talking about some news when it comes to um, when it comes to the NHL. Sorry, I'm just you know, I think we have when, a couple new head coaches. Oh, we have a when new head it comes coach. Around comes around. <laughs> um. New head coaches, sorry. Um, you, you should have taken over there. But uh, sorry about that. I'm probably going to cut it out, but whatever. I should have. I'm sorry. I thought you were lagging because you've been lagging a bit. No, no, no. Um, so the the Capitals have a new head coach in... I'm just lagging Peter today. Peter Laviolette. Terrible. Yeah, Peter, Peter Laviolette, the former head coach of the Predators and now the head coach of the Capitals. What do you think about that? So Peter Laviolette has a very, very long coaching resume. I remember him, uh, like even as a kid, I remember he was, he was coaching the Flyers. He coached the Flyers team and went to the cup final. Uh, he coached the Predators for, for, for that stint. I think he even has, I think he had a, some, somewhere in between there, he coached somewhere. Um, and I think it's, a, I think it's a good hire. I think it's a good hire, but we'll see, we'll see how it happens. Cause sort of like, I think his, Something that something that was uh, that was said about him is like he's he sort of runs his course with teams. You know how just coaches coaches just run their course, which is which is yeah. fine. But with with him going to the Capitals, I mean, you think of, you think of his number one what his number one goal should be with with the Capitals. <laughs> Your number one goal is is you know you're getting Ovech, Ovechkin staying Ovechkin. You're playing him with Backstrom, obviously. Um, you're keeping John Carlson. You, you keep him going. Uh, I don't know who their goalie's going to be because they just said Brain Holt is going to free agency. Uh, which that's a name. That's a name. If we're if we're throwing if we're throwing one out there, that's a name. Um, I think just I think I think it's a good hire for the Capitals. We'll, we'll just see. I think t- like 20 games will be a good estimate as to see like if the caps stay the caps or whether they whether they don't. And may, like the caps the caps know what it's like to throw away good coaches. So let's hope that they don't let's yeah. hope they didn't do that with Todd Reardon. No, Todd Reardon is already an assistant coach with the Penguins, I think. Or New Jersey. I think it was the Penguins, yeah. so. Yeah. So he went to his uh the, to their which rival, is hilarious because so they're like their be, number one rival. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, that happened, that happened with the Leafs. That happened with the Leafs because like DJ Smith was their assistant, and then he just went to, um, he went to Jesus Ottawa. Um, yes, but uh, was, just just came in. I I saw this actually from uh, Terry Koshan, uh, from the uh, Sun. Uh, okay. Kyle Clifford heading for free agency will not sign with the Leafs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I was expecting that. Yeah, I was expecting that. Like, that's nothing surprising. I mean, I, I didn't really. It's not surprising for me. However, like he had a picture. Like people said that, like he had, like he kept he kept a picture in his Twitter bio that had him in a Leafs jersey. 
but like that's that's whatever. Um, I I like I liked him. However, like I'm sure he just wants too much money, and he knows. Like they, I think he said. Uh, let me. I'm gonna see if I can find Terry's tweet, but it was something like uh, he just wants. Uh, uh, he just wants too much money. Leafs can't afford it just because of yeah, cap troubles. Exactly. I mean, it's, it all just kind of boils down to that at this at this at this point in time. Um, and I, I he's a he, he can be a productive player. I mean, he's a he was a great he was a great player. He was a great player to have in the locker room, sort of like a Matt Martin. Uh, although I guess you know because Matt Martin we all know is winning the goal goal scoring race at the moment. He's not, yeah. but he's he's gotten five goals. Good for him. But he was sort of like the Matt Martin that, that the that the Leafs had that the really young Leafs had. Um, he had that big hit in Game Two, uh, really sort of energized the team. Uh, he's a good, he's a, you know, he's a good guy. But he's a good uh, guy. But, but you know, we move, don't have, moving on from him is is fine. We don't have any space for him because our third, our fourth line is going to be um, Spezza, uh, Thornton. And then, god damn it, I just blanked on his name. Um, uh, probably Corey Perry. <laughs> no, who plays? He plays for the Buffalo. No, he plays for Buffalo. And um, oh, Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. There you go. That's gonna be our third line. We don't need. Uh, that's our fourth line. We don't need um, uh, Kyle Clifford for our lineup. We're we're gonna manage that. And I would we'll have be a great fourth line. line. Like having Spezza and Thornton on your fourth line would have been an amazing fourth line ten years ago. <laughs> yes, but um, no. What Wayne you Simmons do? could okay if if you want Wayne Simmons, I wouldn't be opposed to playing Wayne Simmons. I think he could play eighty-two games. I know, I know that you thought he could be he would be scratched most games. I think he could play eighty-two games, and also like the Leafs' medical staff is top-notch. Yeah. So, I, but, I I'd put him on the third line. But I don't I think don't even... I don't think he's a fourth liner. Yeah, I know, but like we have young guys that could be on the third line, and then we just have all those players. And realistically, we have a lot of extra players, so they like they could do load management where they only play like sixty games a season, and just uh, like keep their bodies fresh for the playoffs and just go full steam ahead in the playoffs. So it could go either way, and it's gonna be interesting to see how like where the players sign or who the signs. It's because I would. I would definitely, I would love to have Wayne Simmons because I would have, like, I would have obviously loved to have, like, three years ago or four years ago, Wayne Simmons, where he was, like, you know, he's scoring 30 goals, he's getting fights, and he's just, he's an energized player because God knows the Leafs need someone like that, especially now. Um, but even, even now, for him to just keep, for him to keep being Wayne Simmons, throwing, throwing big hits, scoring, goal, scoring goals, like, when called upon, like, I would not mind. And he seems like he, like, he might want to come to the team. And, and like I would be, I'd, I'd be completely open to it. I just don't know, I don't know how my best friend Kyle feels about it. Um, <laughs> my my homie, my best friend. Um, so I, I I'd 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 offer him. I'd offer him something. I'd offer him something cheap. If he doesn't want it, then sorry. Yeah. Um. So another hiring that happened when, uh, like, over the last week, or, or actually today in the morning, uh, we were supposed to record the podcast in the morning, but then I had class, so we had to do it after. If we would have recorded in the morning, we would have been done, and this news would have came out. So the Coyotes hire uh, name Bill uh, Armstrong as the new general manager. Have fun with that team. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. 
And with the whole news of like 17 teams are cutting salaries at having internal caps, Jeez. it's going to be interesting to see how much of an internal cap the Coyotes are going to have and just how that whole scenario is going to go down as because it's 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 getting weird and it's going to get tight because if we don't get hockey within the next like six months, it's going to be weird and teams are going to do a lot of dumb stuff. For those listening, uh, Luke is showing off his uh, notebook with the Leafs logo on it. So, uh, it's a, uh, it was more of like a it's a Maple Leaf it's a Maple Leaf photo album. My Godfather got me. The reason why I bring that up is because like teams like the Leafs have n- do not need do not have any problem with yeah. that kind of stuff right now. Like you know the Leafs, the Rangers, the friggin' you know Blackhawks. Yeah. Like um, they don't because I'm gonna guess they're not one of those teams. So okay, yeah, and they're just, just gonna have to help out all those teams because that's just what the Leafs are. Yeah, let me finish. Okay, so of the uh, of the seven teams in Canada, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the only team that isn't having or isn't giving um, not tax breaks, but um, the emotions when it comes to pay. So all other teams have to like give up all other head coaches and assistant coaches all have to give up a part of their salary or, or have a reduction in their salary and the Leafs aren't doing that. Wow, even Montreal? That's yeah, crazy. every team in Canada is doing it. And then 17 teams around the league are thinking about putting in uh, an internal cap and also like like reducing salaries for coaches, head, like for all positions from presidents to uh, to like training staff. So it's going to be interesting Fourth to see liners. how this boils down because there might be a lot like a lot of teams that just don't have the money to pay players or there's just going to have teams are going to or players are going to be less willing to sign there because they don't know if they're going to get, be able to get paid. And so that might be good for the Leafs Alex. where they come in. Alex. Yeah. They come in and say we'll give you Six, you wanted eight, but we'll give you six, and you'll make the six million, and you won't, you'll be uh, like guaranteed that money. Not if you go somewhere else where they might not be able to pay you that that eight million dollars. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. And like, I'm so surprised that Montreal, like Montreal's cutting it because Montreal's an extremely wealthy team as well. Like they're they're probably one of the more wealthier teams. In the, in the NHL, so hey, have fun, Carey Price. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't expect Montreal to to be one of those teams. Now, can we talk about how this will finally have? This will finally be the straw that breaks the camel's back to give us a lu- the luxury tax. I don't think this actually. I wish it did, but I don't think so. What else do they have to do? Go flat broke. See, that's my thing. What happens if, let's say, like half these teams are over, like let's say, seventy million in their cap, just with their current contracts. Let's say everyone is over seventy million, which they're not, but let's say they are. Can the cap go down? Like, can they move the cap from eighty to seventy million? But then every team is going to be against the cap, like completely against the cap or over the cap, like. Jeez. Or what happens? Or what happens when a team is just can't pay for its players? Do they just sell it? Because uh, there's no other. Like that's not good. Like if I'm gonna use, I'm just gonna use Eugene Melnick, like Eugene Mel- Melnick as an example. Like this 
out of all the reasons, has to be the you got to get him out of here. Yeah. Because this team, like, I know that, like, COVID screwed over everyone when it comes to just profits and businesses. I understand that. But <laughs> the fact that all of these, te- that all of these teams are, are now going to, are, are just going to be cutting so much salary. Like, geez, like, like and you got to get no, him out of there. You got to get like, they're cutting salary and no money's coming in and no money's coming in. So like, it's th- like, a think of the Florida Panthers. Swords. Yeah. Think of the Florida Panthers. Sergey Borowski is making $10 million and yeah. you can't, you literally can't pay him. Yeah. You it's actually, actually can't pay him. So it's going to be a like, wild, wild ride. This offseason and until like the next year, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and what teams stay afloat and are able to pay their players and get. I think a lot of good teams are going to go, or like a lot of good players are just going to sign cheap deals and just know that they can get paid guaranteed with whatever they're signing. Okay, so moving on with players that like want to get paid. Apparently, Petrangelo is really upset with what the Blues offer him. Um, the only reason he wants to stay as a, uh, as a Blue is because his wife is from St. Louis and she, he doesn't really want to move. Or they like the whole family matter like is that they don't want to move. Um, apparently, he is leveraging Toronto and Vegas as like in, in the negotiations when it comes to the teams. And, um, crap. And some, I, I don't know who, but a reporter said that if he goes to, if he hits free agency without a contract, he's not coming back to the blues. Uh, I was, I think it was Darren Dreger who said it. Darren Dreger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. Darren Dreger then said that. Um, it's interesting to see that he's their captain and they're cheaping out on him and they're not giving him what he wants. I don't know if they'd give like, he, I'm, I'm assuming he's asking for at least nine, so, and then they're gonna say like six, seven, six and a half, seven. So they're gonna meet somewhere in the middle at like seven and a half or like high seven. Um, but it's interesting to see that St. Louis isn't making any moves to clear up more cap space. So that I think they're sticking. I mean, they with made the Jake Allen move. They yeah, did make the Jake Allen move. They need more cap space though. If they, he, if he wants like eight and a half, nine. All right, then if you want to make the Leafs happy, uh, send Colton Pareko our way. We'll give you Travis Dermott, Janssen in a second, and that's fine. No, we'll just give it. We'll just give them a defenseman, Dermott, and a second, and good to go. You think that's good enough? I don't think that's good enough. That isn't I, good I, enough. I, but personally, like, I wish that could, that could be good enough. That'd be great. Like I would love Petrangelo on this team. However, he's going to cost too much, and I know that. And and the thing is, we all like. Dubas knows. Dubas knows. He's not an idiot. As much as people think he think he doesn't know anything, like Steve Simmons, which I don't know we're going to talk about it, but uh, like I know people think he doesn't know anything. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, he he knows the money he can spend. He knows the money that he can't spend. Well, the Leafs basically are never going to have an internal cap hit because MLSE is just such a wealthy company organization. and organization, and everything. So it's going to be interesting to see how how that goes down. Um, like there, if it gets really bad, it could go that we have an internal cap, but I don't think so. I don't think, I don't, I don't think so. see that ever happening because from the amount of like shirts and sweaters and just everything that the, the MLS sells, see, did, they're not gonna. Did MLSE get 
get any sort of profits for the fact that they used Scotiabank Arena for the uh, for the playoffs? I think they did. Like I, that, that that's that's one of the first things that I that I was thinking of where it's like they're using Scotiabank Arena. I'm sure that like, and I'm sure, and I'm sure it's the same for I don't know who who owns uh, what's Daryl Cates. I think he owns the. It's Rexall. I think Rexall owns the. Oh no, they don't. What am I talking about? But like Daryl Cates, who owns the the Oilers, I'm sure he got some funds. And I'm yeah, sure I MLSC got got, got some some funds for the fact that they have they that, they, that they hosted it, which makes sense. Um, yeah. so I don't feel as though I don't feel as it feels though that the Leafs will or that that MLSC will even have an, an an internal cap. Um. So. Here's with the whole Petrangelo thing. I don't think he's coming here. However, from this report, I mean, Darren Dreger, I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of his, especially yeah. after everything that that he did last year. Around around this time, like I think it was like a couple days ago, where it was like See, this is the one year this is the one year anniversary of when Marner signed. I was like, Jesus, uh, I I do not want to go back there. See, was it more of wasn't an issue with Darren Dreger or of with Mar- Mitch Marner's um. Darren Ferris. Darren Ferris, yeah. I think it was more of an issue with Darren Ferris because Darren Dreger's a reporter. If he has news, he's going to send it out there. And I think he he played a bit dirty, but then again, you do it for clicks and you get paid for clicks and that's what that's your job. So like I don't fault him that much, but Darren Dreger like could have made it less of a argument between the like fans and Mitch Marner. But he just kind of played into it, and we're here. Or and it was what happened. Happened. I was. I just. I just wasn't a fan of the the way of how he played a little, a little dirty. Yeah. And people. Okay. People are. And people are always like, well, but he he broke it first, and Freeze broke it like ten seconds later. Like it's like it wasn't like, it wasn't like yeah. he was the only one on it. Yeah. So I I would want to hear. I'm at the point now where it's like if Elliot Friedman doesn't say it, I don't believe it's true. Because of because of just how incredible he is at what he does, I would love to hear if he's hearing the same things. If he is, then I'll 100% believe it. But I'm not 100% sold that Petrangelo would be like, "Oh, if you don't sign me, I'm going to Toronto or I'm going to Vegas." By the way, if he goes to Vegas, just, just does Vegas just, even have the cap or, or cap? Does that have cap space? Cap, space? cap doesn't matter. Cap doesn't matter. This is Vegas. We do. What's happened to Vegas stays in Vegas. I guess, sure. Like, oh, like it, there are some teams. I mean, the Leafs are definitely one of them. I'm not saying that they're not. But, like, there are some teams where it's like, fuck, does the cap not matter to you? Yeah, and Toronto's one of those teams. Vegas is one of those one teams. Of those teams. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, no. Chicago was one of those teams for years. Yeah. For, like, when they were winning all those cups, I was like, you – what? How? Yeah. No, see, but the issue with uh, Vegas is if they want to si- uh, sign uh, Robin Leonard, they're going to have to trade either Flurry or someone else for them to have enough space to sign uh, Leonard and uh, Petrangelo, which is going to be I, lots of moves there. Which is but I heard that like people were talking about how like oh they have a, like a five year, five year, uh, five year, uh, five million dollar contract uh, coming in. And Leonard was like, "What are you talking about? We have not discussed any of this once." Yeah, exactly. So is and Robert Leonard is a very vocal person. I remember I was dri- I was driving on the QEW once for some reason I remember this. I was driving the QEW and I was listening to um, God, what's it called? Uh, First up with uh, Koliakovo and Michael Landsberg. Um, 
and they were interviewing uh, Robin Lehner, and he and Robin Lehner, a hockey player, talked for thirty minutes straight. Yeah, and I think I yeah. was floored. I was my dad and I, I, I the entire time. I'm like, are you listening to this? Yeah. Are you hearing this? Are are you hearing what I'm hearing? Yeah, it's it's very interesting to see that he actually talks for that long. But then again, like I think if he, that kind of player comes comes to Toronto, he's not going to talk that much. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. He and exactly. he he wouldn't survive a day here. Let's be honest. Yeah, and with his like the whole mental health and just him trying to like figure who he is, I think Toronto would not be a good place for Robin Leonard. No, no, yeah. not at all. Like I wouldn't. And I wouldn't put it past someone in the media to be like, you know, Robert Leonard lashes out due to, you know, sensitive comments about mental health or something like something like that, where it's just like something stupid like that, something yeah, stupid. Yeah. And I, and I would, and I would, and it would get clicks and I'd be so mad that it would get, that it would get clicks because like, that's his own personal business and you shouldn't really do that. Uh, but someone, someone, and it's like, God, I don't want to, I hate talking about him. I hate talking about him so much. But like, like you know, Steve Simmons came up with another tweet. I, I hate, I hate talking about him. I do. Hey, we have to talk about it because it it is Leafs related and it like it's stupid and uh, I don't well, understand. I'll why the I'll bring Leafs up, I'll bring it up, don't but, blacklist him and just not allow him. All right, so I, I I heard this from my dad, and it's just like the things I don't know, which I should know. The Leafs can't blacklist him. Only the only the NHL can. Actually. Yeah. That's because he reports wild. NHL hockey. True. All right. From <laughs> hold on, hold on. So the funniest thing you already know this tweet. I'm sure people listening might might know it. <laughs> the best is so after this tweet, I just see the replies. The first one is Steve Dangle, and he just goes, "Steve, man." <laughs> yeah, it's so Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun, who you've heard many times on this podcast. 17 different general managers received votes for the Jim Gregory uh, GM of the Year Award of the past two seasons. Kyle Dubas did not receive a single vote in either season. It was out of thin air, too. Yeah, it's very random. and just It was just... one of the most random things I had ever seen to be like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Like, I think the he's whole like... thing was... The whole thing was, oh, you see, Lou Lamorello's better. He won. Uh, you know, not bring up the fact that Lou Lamorello signed two of the worst contracts on the team that Kyle Dubas had to get rid of and shit trades. Well, maybe, well, one of them was a shit trade. The other one was just a, was a trade where we got Cody Ceci. Yeah. Um, um, and, but Lou Lamorello, like, he didn't really do any trades. Like, he had four trades in the last year, let's say. And... Like, that I think that's I think he should have won the GM award last year. Do you know who won last year? I don't uh, remember. Don't even know. Yeah, I think I might, I think it might have been Doug Armstrong. Uh, GM. It was either Doug Armstrong or like uh, he, he was the GM of the, of the Blues. It might oh, have been true. him. Uh, I don't know. I, I but like know. It, see like in in hockey like the awards are so useless that like you don't even like remember who won it. See, um, like, MVP is not useless. Neither is Art Ross. Like, 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 like the, the stats ones. The stats no, ones no, no. actually I, I, are. I'm talking. I'm just talking about like a GM and like head oh, coach. Oh, those awards. Like, okay, yeah. those the awards that are like you know the Mark Messier Mark Messier award. Like no one remembers those. Yeah. Um. And I saw I saw this other tech talk, and it was like ranking the ranking GMs from 31st to 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 best. Uh, and like 
Kyle Dubas was like number 27. I'm like, you're on crack. No, I think it comes with the whole Toronto bias where like, I don't think he's going to ever win a, win a shit. He's never going to win a jam like, GM award or even if he wins the Stanley Cup. Because if you look at his like recent trades, he hasn't had a couple. He has been on a roll recently and signings and just or trying to organize the cap and this team. But it's just the team isn't very good how he's built. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays this offseason. Because if he does a lot of good trades, it could we could have a GM of the year candidate next year. But then because of the Toronto bias, he's just not going to get voted in. Yeah. And that's, that's why the Leafs never win awards is because of Toronto bias. Which, like, it yeah. sucks, but it's true. Like, yes, but well, I don't like it's stupid because there shouldn't be a Toronto bias. Like that, that'd be talking about like the NBA, wherever LeBron is, that automatically becomes the head. Like, you can't win if you if LeBron's on your team, you can't win any awards. Yeah, it's just just it's stupid and, um, it's stupid and that's what that's how the NHL is dumb. That's how as bad they are now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I. God, I just – and I was going to say this, like, is it not people like him that make this – that have everyone circulating the whole, well, you know, people just don't want to come here, you know, the media? Yeah. It's it not – it's, it's, it's not it's, everyone. It's the two shitheads like him and other ones who create this – who create this very, very toxic environment. Yeah. It's like the scumbags that, like – that don't have anything better to write about. So they'll, they'll write like um, smear, smear articles or like just art. Like it's basically bullying, but it's, you get paid to bully people and that's, that's not right. And, but that's how they make their money. And I guess, I guess they feel okay about it and that's what they do. Whatever. You can, and it's okay. He didn't write it. He tweeted it. But the reason or, why I wasn't, why I wasn't a fan of it is because it was just like, what does this? What does this do to? What is this? Is this just nothing? It is nothing. But he did. He did what he did, and like you can't really, you can't really like do anything. I know you can't it. change it, but uh, I hate the fact that I like. I'm so happy I don't follow him. Yeah, I don't follow him either. I only follow a couple of people. Elliot Friedman is probably like the most famous person I follow. Chris Johnson too. Just the ma- major guys that like don't spread scum. I just turned sure. Elliot like I I don't have notifications for everyone, but since we're getting into the off season, I put Elliot's um Elliot's notifications on because anything that he tweets is just straight flames. Yeah, I actually don't have my notifications on for any of my apps. Oh so, really? Yeah, I just I don't like dealing with the like the if something gets tweeted, you have to automatically go and like scroll and look at it. Oh, I so I just it. I, I just it. got rid of it and I don't worry. So if I like, I check every once in a while, and if shit hits the fan, I might not be able to see. I, I don't see it until like six hours, maybe later. Until <laughs> if I'm actually doing something and busy, I don't look at Twitter until like six after six hours till after the event or whatever. That's so. very smart. Okay, my next thing. I've told you about this. I know you agree with me. I've become way more convinced that Dermot's not going to be on this team next year. Oh. I love how, like, when the Leafs lost and the, the, we were talking about, like, what is going to happen to the team, I'm like, I don't see Dermot coming back next year. And you're like, oh, he's a good young player. He's going to stay and all this other stuff. And then you're like, you tweet me a trade. Let's l- look at the trade. Matt Dumba for Travis Dermot 
Uh, Andreas Janssen and a second-round pick. Who says no? I'm okay with that. I actually don't hate that. Would the Wild say no? I think if anything, the Wild would say no. The Wild would say no. But, oh, talking about Wild. Oh, yeah. We do have... He, uh, they did sign this guy that I don't know and kind of feel dumb not knowing. Uh, Giannis. Yo. <laughs> okay, Jonas Brodin. Yeah, who's, Jonas uh, Brodin. There you go. Sorry. Uh, quality um, right-handed defenseman. Very good. He's a he's a he's a great defenseman. He's just a you know, like he's a, he's an amazing defenseman. It's just the fact that he plays in Minnesota. Not many people watch him. Yeah. Um, uh, in five hundred. People wanted Leafs, uh, the Leafs to get him, but obviously he's signed now. Yeah. Um, in 555 NHL games, uh, over eight seasons with the Wild, he has 164 points, 890 blocked shots, and a plus 47 rating. And he signed for a $6 million cap hit for seven years. That's a lot of time. Imagine seven yep. years. You think seven years from now we'll be able to give people hugs? Yeah. I think this whole <laughs> pandemic thing is going to like shut or like oh, be wait. around for like the next five years. And then after that, we should be good. Or there'll be a new pandemic and then we'll just have to live in bubbles from now on. So, it's good. oh my yeah. God. You really think five years? God damn it. Son of a bitch. Well, the head doctor said we have to wear masks at least for the next two to three years. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Imagine trying to find like a wife when she's wearing a mask, so you only see her eyes. It's gonna be interesting to like meet people and just interact with them in general. So, yeah. All right, but on that on the topic of Travis Dermott, I I almost see like what does he bring like what does he bring to the team that that other players don't. Exactly. That's what I was saying. He's because he's he's from Toronto or he's from Ontario, like like the Greater GTA or whatever. And actually, I actually met his grandmother because my friend has a cottage beside his grandmother's cottage. Oh, that's funny. And it's funny, and she she loves the liquor. Um, All right then. Yeah, she loves the liquor, and like he he goes over to her house and they just drink. It's great, and then she's like, yeah. Um, uh crap what was the thing yeah he's he's a toronto kid or whatever but um but it would it it sucked to get him traded but i don't think he's coming back and i think he's think of it like riley sandian and letton can do exactly what he can do and they have contracts yeah so like and and is hall no hall's right-handed so yeah it's hall's the only right-handed one that we have at the moment but And, and it's not like this is and like Travis Dermott's RFA has nothing it's is nothing at all like Mitch Marner because I it's almost mm-hmm. like because or even William Nylander because if the if the other two were to get traded I would have actually had like a an emptiness in my stomach yeah an actual like sadness that they're gone yeah. with Travis if Travis Dermott got traded I'd be like okay like he was a four he was like a he was he third? was on a, he was like on our second pair third pair um, no, no, I mean, he was like a third or fourth round draft pick. He was like, a second, was actually. A, oh, second? Okay, never mind. Then, yeah, he was relatively high up there. Skipped the over Sebastian picture. Ajo for him. Yeah. Realistically, realistically, how could we have afforded a Sebastian Ajo? But, yeah, but, like, yeah, I whatever. guess. Um, and, and, and I'm just, I'm just keep thinking, like, 
like there's nothing special that he brings that someone else that someone else couldn't. That's already yeah. that's already under contract. And like I wouldn't I wouldn't feel like empty inside if they traded him. It was it would be so much of a all right, who did we get? As long as it's defenseman. Yeah. See, the whole thing is though is, is Sandin ready to come to the NHL and be be the third line guy for the entire year? That's the question. Because if he's not, we burned one year already, which like I don't know if we can bring it back to the Marlies, but if you, we you, you can't. You can't? Yeah, okay. Like you, then. you can, you shouldn't. And so he, yeah. he it's another thing where it's like at some point he has to be ready and the Leafs have to trust him to be ready. Yeah. And um like I was listening to a pod a couple of podcasts like hockey just in general, and I heard that they were talking about like just um I think it was the uh Steve Dangle podcast, and they were saying that um they shouldn't have burned the first year. But then looking back, we had no one on defense. Yeah, Everyone they had no choice. Injured. They had no choice. And I think that like saying that they they like messed up by burning the first year is a very like like uh not closed-minded view of how the Leafs played. I think it doesn't it doesn't show you the big narrow. picture. Yeah, it doesn't show you the big picture of what this team went through. Of during so, a stretch they had they had like not many quality NHL defensemen. Not many NHL defensemen. I swear that combined like like uh NHL games was like under 600. Yeah. Of, all six uh, things, so which was wild. It was um, like they had Tyson Berry, who had played 500 games, and the rest of them didn't even have like 30. Uh, no, sorry, I think it was like 700 or whatever. But because like, like Dermot had like 130, and then everyone else just had like a couple. Yeah, and then it just thing. So it's it's it, they had to burn it, and th- this year was wild. Like looking back, like this was a, such a wild year when it came to hockey. Um. When it came to just things in general, like it's 2020, obviously. everything, yeah. 2020 See, has been chaos. So, and then I and then I'm going through. I go through the cap friendly word wormhole. I'm going through names, and I'm like, okay, Matt Dumba, I'd want him. John Kling, I, and then I and then I looked up John Klingberg, who's who's only at like 4.25, which is a bargain for him. He might win the cup. Like you could trade, you could, you could trade for him. Um, there was there there were there were other guys that I that I was looking at. Um. Like I would be, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see to see him go, to see him go yeah. with someone else. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna want to break up that team if they do win the cup. And like, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see. They're, like, and, we then, still... and then I saw I, I was looking at um I was looking at Nashville. I was like, okay, I I'd love to have um Ryan Ellis. Hmm. Yeah. Who's the head coach at, at Nash in Nashville? Uh I I don't I don't know his name. Let me just click real real quick. Uh John Hines, who coached the um uh, the Devils, I remember. Oh yeah, okay, the bald guy. And then speaking of the Devils, like if the Devils suck back salary, I'll take keep I'll take PK Sue, man. Is he right handed? Yes. Oh. Yeah, but like we don't need a, a PK Subban. That's the thing. Are are you gonna put uh, Muzzin and Riley together then? Why don't you just put Riley and Subban together? Because they're both offensive players. We don't need that. We need a stay-at-home defenseman for Riley, so that Riley can go do what he does best, which is assist and put up put the puck on the net, and then the other guy can just stay home and just defend the net. All right. So then, so I I don't see why like you can't have Ryan Ellis. Or, yes, but that's all trades, and 
I don't know if like Nashville, like we could give him Janssen, but like when they need, they want someone else for scoring. So who else do you want to get, send that way? Because they had Janssen. a tough time scoring. Uh, okay, Janssen or like Janssen or Kerfoot, and even Dermot puts up points too. Yeah, I guess. On. But, some, but I, I think there they was want someone more on the Canucks I was looking at. No, I don't want Tyler Myers. Screw that. Yeah, I I don't want him. Would you trade like the rights to Tyson Berry before like the trade deadline for like a for, See, like a f- those tra- okay? I, I'm glad you brought that up. Why the hell would Montreal trade for someone that they could just sign in free agency for, that they just could just sign for free free agency? Because they have a tough time getting players to come to Montreal, and if they do sign them, uh, would sign him before he goes to free agency, then it's just easier for them, I guess. And I don't realistically, think those, those things they, don't make sense. It, those realistically, never make sense to me. I understand, but realistically, it's a fifth round pick. They have like I was looking over their like picks. They have a lot of picks, and they have like a couple. I think they have like three in the second round, and then four in the third round, and then. Uh, I think they have one in the first round. So they have enough picks, and I don't think, like, it's a fifth-round pick. Like, realistically, he's not going to become a player that is impactful. All right. So, St. Louis, give me a third-round pick for Petrangelo. St. Louis, I'll, I'll give you a third-round pick. <laughs> no, like, they, they're going to want, like, forwards. I, and, like, actually, I don't know what – I don't know. It's we have the entire summer to speculate. Let's not like just drain all our energy on speculation in the first not even we're not even done the Stanley Cup finals and we're already talking about trades and things and just enjoy the moment, Lucas. Just enjoy the moment, okay? You know why? I want to speculate and be that asshole. That's what I want to be. We have the entire fall to speculate. Uh speaking of speculation, uh what uh uh, who are the least going to pick in with the 15th pick? If they even have the 15th pick. I don't know. I'm speculating. <laughs> Lafayette. Yes. He's going to drop to 15, and that's when the Leafs are going to take him. Like, I don't even see. I, I, I haven't even paid attention to this to this draft. I don't even know. I don't even know who's there. My Yeah, I only know Al, Al, uh, Alexi uh, Lafayette as, like, that's the only my, one I know. I don't know anybody else. See, my, one of my best friends is, like, obsessed with the with the world juniors so he might know like all the prospects and stuff like the uh uh like who's who's going where hold on I, um yeah tsn did something where it was like the uh like the leafs like dr- draft predictions or something um hold on okay ask him if he wants to be on the show because if he does then we'll do it right before the draft we'll have him on the show and just talk about who is going to go where and what kind of player they are I mean, yeah, that's no problem. Hold on, did you not even? Did you not even put? Oh my god! Wow, great job, TSN. Their draft. I thought it was like a draft preview of like who could be available. It was just like the Leafs' draft history. It's like they picked Nick Robertson. You know, four years ago they picked Austin Matthews, and then they picked Mitch Marner. That, that <laughs> was a good pick. Austin Matthews. Oh, really that Matthews off. pick. Really out of nowhere. Really, yeah, just, really just a just fucking fly ball. Out of left field. <laughs> just out of left field. Um, um, oh, God. So I don't think when, were, okay. I, I, don't, I don't even know if you were a fan. I, I think I jumped out of my – I think I jumped, like, to the, my fucking, to the fucking sky when that card flipped over at the draft lottery. I, no, I'd never been I, more – I did never not been, see that draft, but I did I'd never see been, Steve's uh, – happier in my life. 
I saw Steve Dangle's reaction, and that was probably the funniest reaction I've ever seen. He's just running around sports because, in the studios. Right. And I know, I know things um, don't go well for us now, but it was one of the only times in my leaf-watching life where I was like, did something positive happen? Did something potentially good happen to us? That yeah, doesn't happen, and of course it doesn't happen, doesn't happen. anymore. Um, but, like, for yeah, one year, was, there, were some, there were some good times. We did some good things for one, for one year, and it was very short-lived. Who knows? Better things in 2021. Hopefully the world will yeah. be back on its feet. Somewhat normal, yeah. Um, um, I think that's about it. I guess we're going to wrap up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Rate us on Spotify and uh, Apple Music and all those like other apps so that um, we can get more exposure and stuff like that. Um, I don't really know what to do to think. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, okay, so our next episode, it's, it, uh, we'll see how it goes when it comes to um when it comes to our next episode uh so check us out on twitter if you want to keep us uh, like i'll keep you guys updated on twitter for those listening and see you like either this the end of this week or sometime next week